0: Satan's Prison awaits 12 more captives this weekend. And normally, the Elimination Chamber matches are the focal point. But we are approaching one of the biggest world title matches WWE has seen in quite some time. We're going to break all that down and more coming up on this edition of Pi Bomb Wrestling Podcast. The bomb drops now. What's nice up, all of
1: you friendly, nice, amazing. People. Oh, hi everyone. We love you so much. This is the best. This, this TSF. Resort Resort. Is it? Hunter Not. Oh my god. And you're listening to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans by the fans. I'm your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher, and joining me as always. This is a young buck, Mister Andy York, wearing the young buck shirt yeah. today. Look at that! Rep him.
1: There you go. How's it going, <laughs> man? Doing good. I'm uh, first time I can say this maybe ever. I'm excited for the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Yeah, I can't remember another time when I was like this excited for the chamber. It's definitely been a couple yeah. of years. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think I look back at like 2018. Cause, well, I think 2018 because I knew I was going to WrestleMania in New Orleans, so I was excited right, for it. Right. So I was anxious to see what happened, blah, 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 whatever. That was the one Bray. Bray was 2017. 2017.
1: 2018, 2018 was, was Roman
0: winning, and it was the first time the women had a yeah, chamber match. Yeah.
1: I think the last one I really enjoyed was the Kofi-mania one. Yeah. With Kofi and Brian, and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Yep. Like, that whole story was amazing. I think we're going to see that again on a much bigger scale, (laughs) a much bigger scale in this case. We're going to talk about it for sure.
0: Montreal is going to be bonkers. Um, I hope they beef up security is almost For real. Uh, all right. Make sure you're keeping up with us on social media. Our individual handles are right down here at the bottom of the screen at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Buy a t-shirt from us, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PBW Podcast. All right. Let's get into it, man. Uh, we hate to start on a sad note. Last week, we talked about prayers for Jerry Lawler and his recovery from a stroke and this week, we lose a Memphis legend, yeah. Mr. Jerry Jarrett, the patriarch of Memphis wrestling. And I know, at least from my standpoint, I laugh and joke about Jerry Jarrett all the time. And I poke <laughs> fun at him because of Bruce Pritchard. And it's all in good fun. But, man, you hate to see this, especially for Jeff.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very sad situation. You know, completely honest, I don't know a whole lot about right. Jerry Jarrett because that was not my sure. <laughs> era. Um, but I mean, you know, obviously you hear about legends of the business and being in the Tennessee area, one of the biggest legends of this area is the Jarrett family. Yep. And he, he is at the focal point of that. So um, sad for him and his family, sad for Jeff Jarrett. Obviously, Jarrett wrestling, Jeff Jarrett wrestling Wednesday night, like there's no, it's kind of like, Mark wrestling a couple nights, like a couple weeks ago. Yep. There's no better tribute to pay your dad or your brother who just passed away, right? Than wrestling. Like that's that's the business. So, yep. um, good to see that. Obviously, Max Caster poking a little fun as well. All in good fun. All right. you know, telling the story. He didn't he didn't disrespect Jerry Jarrett at all. He disrespected right. <laughs> Jeff with it, but you know it's a, it's just a sad situation. I hate this is the this is the bad part about wrestling is when reality breaks into wrestling and yep. and you know. This is one of those moments.
0: You know, it's really strange. When I first read that that he passed away, Jared and I had the discussion literally last week <laughs> about Jerry Jarrett, and he asked me, he was like, you've been to a bunch of, like, WrestleCons and all this kind of stuff. Have you ever met Jerry? And I was like, no. Like, that would be awesome. And we started yeah. talking about, like, okay, we need to try to find if Jerry's ever going to do an appearance again or whatever, and yep. then a week later he passes. So yeah, like, he it, didn't do many.
1: Wild. I don't think he did a whole lot of – he did, he,
0: every now and then he yeah. would do a couple. But yeah. he didn't
1: do a lot, you're right. Uh,
0: but as you said, you know, Jeff wrestling a fantastic tribute that's, you know, according to Jeff's mom, mm-hmm. as it was said on social media, like that's what Jerry would have wanted. Yeah. So yeah. that's what Jeff did. But I don't know, like Dynamite started with that match. Yeah, And we saw the, the graphic for Jerry at the beginning of Dynamite. And then Jeff, who is trying to be one of the biggest heels in the company, comes out. Like, how do you react to that?
1: It's Jeff Jarrett. I mean, you you feel bad for him, but then at the end of the day, you're also going to boom because he's very good at getting—he's very good at his job. Like, he's very good at at getting heat. I think, like, halfway through the match or one point in the match, there was like a, let's go, Jeff— Jeff sucks or something like that. Champ. Really? Like there were some people, there were some people pushing behind Jeff Jarrett. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Jeff Jarrett's not going to break who he is in any situation. And, uh, you know, that's probably where he was most comfortable and in this happy right. place. And if you're going to start off the show by doing the tribute, might as well start off the show with, with the matches with well. Jeff. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. I don't like how they did, um, a couple of weeks ago when Jay died. Yeah. And they did the tribute at the beginning. They played the video package, okay. and then Mark wrestled in the main event. It's yeah. like it was like a roller coaster of emotions the yeah, whole time. Just put it together and just and just do it.
1: Yeah, you know I, what I mean. It, it kind of reminds me of that. Kind of reminded me of like, you know, when Eddie passed away. Right. Like the whole show was was based around yep. Eddie Guerrero. I think that's that's kind of what they were paying to is, it. Warner Brothers was stupid and never let the Bresco's wrestle before right. this happened, and right. so this is the best way they could. Honor them because honestly, like without the Briscoes and Ring of Honor, AEW probably wouldn't be a thing for sure. And so, I think that that plays a big part in all of yeah, that
0: for sure. All right, while we are on the AEW topic, let's continue and let's talk about a match that was made official that we all saw coming. Yeah, but. We're all rejoicing because we got the <laughs> stipulation we wanted. Yeah, the Texas Deathmatch for Revolution is official. Just don't call it an exploding ring match. No, John Moxley and Hangman of Page.
1: Yeah, I think this is already going
0: to be my favorite match of the night. I think <laughs> this. I'm, I'm going to mark it down right now. Yeah, this is going to be your match of the year.
1: It might be. It might. be. I'll just. Like, I'll call it right now. Like I, I love. John Moxley in this environment. Yep. I also love. Like it's weird that this is Moxley and this is Hangman Page's like environment. And yep. I'm not saying this is this type of a match, but this could be our generation's versus, version of like Mick Foley versus Terry Funk right. Right, in a Texas Death Match. Like, mm, yeah, like <laughs> two dudes that literally don't care about their body, don't care about your body.
0: And I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of Hangman as that kind of guy.
1: You know no, what I mean? No, but he's proven that he he. Oh, he be has. that guy. Like, yep. if you're going to be the cowboy. You gotta know how to you gotta know how to fight. sure and you gotta know how to go through this. I'm expecting like spurs to be like involved in this. Ooh. Like there, there's gonna be a lot of You take a spur brutality. from his boot yeah. and use it like a pizza cutter. I, I can oh, absolutely man. see that. Yeah. Just you know, I, just don't cut to a Wrangler commercial at the end of that, like they did with the pizza cutter. Um
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. But
1: like this is the match we wanted to see. Yep. This is the stipulation we wanted to see. Yep. You couldn't have done anything else, nope. Other than this, and I really like one thing I really enjoy about this story is kind of how they've been telling like the Dark Order story behind, yep, with Hangman, and then like all of a sudden, Evil Uno this past week was not messing around face to face with John Moxley. That was wild. Like I-, I love that we're getting this version of of the Dark Order next week on Dynamite. We're getting John Moxley versus Evil Uno. I feel bad for Evil Uno because I'm pretty sure he's about to get like murdered yeah. <laughs> on live TV. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and this match, I, I, I am so excited for this match.
0: I haven't necessarily been a fan of the hokey-pokey, in-and-out, hangman, Dark Order yeah. kind of stuff, but I do like that they came to his aid, and I yeah. do think it's an interesting... Because you obviously you think hangman, he has no friends, you automatically think of the elite. That's, well, Yeah. Well, they're tied up. Yeah. what would I have loved for the Bucks to come out oh, and be the ones to confront <laughs> Moxley and us get like Nick Jackson versus Mox yeah. next week? Yeah, sure I or would.
1: Just do, you know, on a random dynamite, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega again. Like, right. We could, we could run that back at some point if we really wanted
0: to. Yeah, throw it on Rampage. Why don't
1: Anyway, listen. Um, if they do like a lights out match for the entire hour, and it's John Moxley versus Kenny Omega on Rampage, I will I will tune in to watch that. Rampage. It will
0: absolutely be the highest viewership
1: since that Punk Rampage returned. Has ever since I don't know the Punk no, returned. No, it will get higher than it that. Might, it might.
0: It might. It might not sustain for the whole hour, but it will peak at the beginning. And yeah, yeah. it will peak higher than Punk for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Somebody we actually talked about on the podcast last week that we didn't expect to talk about on the podcast last week, but Dax Harwood made some comments about Edge and Christian, and we speculated on Christian's contract status and when's he leaving, when's he coming back. Well, guess what? He showed up yep. this week on Dynamite, and he laid out Jungle Boy. Um, no longer injured, apparently. It looks like all roads are going to revolution.
1: Yep, and I'm glad that we can finally put this story behind us, we and do. everybody can go their separate ways. Um you know, and no fault to anybody involved. Like the injury just put yep. uh, a a blanket on this whole thing. Yeah, because we should we should have wrapped this up at like full gear. Yeah, and, and Christian at was latest. injured. Yeah, and he was injured and couldn't do anything. So um, I'm glad we're getting to do this now. Um, I think it'll be a fun match. I think it'll be good. I love this version of Christian. Um, I don't think he gets the win. No, there's I, no way. This might be his last match in AEW. His contract expires you know, this year?
0: It does expire this year. That is, I'm pretty sure that that is a thing that has been confirmed. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: But, it's either late this year or early next year. Right.
0: So, I mean, it could go all the way to, to um, double or nothing.
1: Yeah. Could. I don't want this story to go all the way to no, double no, no, or nothing, no, no. but he could have another match. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, probably do Luchasaurus and him. When Luchasaurus turns oh back God. and goes back, my and head. then like, and then we can move on. Maybe Christian Cage, uh, Christian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Christian yeah, once, Cage once he's done with Jericho. Christian yeah. Cage versus Hook would be very interesting, I think too.
0: Yeah, you could do that, or you could for the have, FCW championship. You could have Christian Cage versus Miro. You could have Christian Cage versus Brian Cage battle of the cages in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Cage
1: versus Brian Danielson. There you go. Like we haven't seen be, that yet. No, That would, that would be, be, that would be a, a fun back and forth I think you could do.
0: For sure. A way to rebound Danielson after he loses at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Get him a win against Christian Cage would be nice. Speaking of Brian Cage and Cages, um, did you see the social media video that he put out this week? <laughs> no. So he went to Target. This is not in the script, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, he went to Target and bought his wrestling figure. Yeah. Started, you know, was having him scan it or whatever. Dude at the register just no sold it just not even didn't look up didn't do anything and the figure looks just like right right dude at the register didn't even didn't even acknowledge and brian is filming it on his phone and the guy rings it up and he looks at him and he you know tells him how much it is or whatever and brian turns the
1: camera around and he goes dude didn't even say a word hilarious. Probably didn't care. Probably just wanted to get his job done and go home. But that's funny. Go find it. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Because
0: Cage was wearing, like, one of his, you know really small tank tops like Uh the the string tank tops that he wears. He's this big jacked up dude. So you think, oh my gosh, anybody
1: is just looking at this dude like, he's a bodybuilder, he's a wrestler. How do you look away from this guy? Exactly. And then he buys, just, it's hilarious You know, people working at Target have probably seen some other weird stuff before that they just, they've learned to not look. (laughs) Good point, I guess. (laughs) I guess that's true.
0: All right, let's move on. One more uh, storyline from Dynamite that we want to hit is this massive triple threat match at the end of the night. Yep. Ruby Soho picking up the dub. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, it's about time that she got a meaningful win. I don't think, I don't... This might be her first meaningful win since she's joined AEW. Since winning... the Battle Royal. Since winning the Battle Royal. At Um, her debut. Yeah, and so... (laughs) If we start to get a push of Ruby, I'm all for it. Um, I
0: think what this what this may have to do with more than anything is furthering the story of who, which side is she going to choose? Yeah. So you got to give her the win to give her the upper hand for both sides wanting her to be on their
1: side, yeah. and uh, you know keep her as far away from Serey as you can. Um, <laughs> look, I will admit I was the first one on this podcast to be like, "Man, Serey going to change the women's division. She's going to be doing great." Tony Storm was already like. Peak the face of the women's division while Britt was gone and Thunder Rosa and all this other stuff and boy they have fallen quickly
0: downhill fast
1: quickly real yeah. fast yeah. I don't know what has happened but I think the last three years have let us learn that some people just shouldn't come back to wrestling
0: <laughs> so you're saying she shouldn't have come back or she she I mean she should have turned heel. That quickly. Yeah. But you got it. But if Britt's going to be a baby face, you got to have a huge heel in the women's Jay division. Jay Cargill.
1: Nyla Rose. Listen to you. Are you kidding me? Like, no. Tony Storm, turn Tony heel. Uh, yeah. Let Tony turn on Soraya. Keep Soraya a face. Turn Tony heel. Yes, then Soraya- you can turn Ruby heel, and you've got Ruby and Tony turn heel. That would have been better in my opinion. I agree with that. Then you could add Saraya wrestle one or both of them. Yeah. And then you're going to have, Brett's obviously going to turn heel on Jamie at some point. Yes. So just fast track that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brett Baker, lifetime heel.
1: Um, For real, yeah. She really is. You know, I kind of thought Adam Cole was the same way, but this new run that he's on, I'm like, oh, he could be a babyface." Oh,
0: but you just wait. Just wait because at some point the other yeah. shoe's gonna drop and he's going to turn he heel is. And, and because he's gonna get the biggest booze that yeah. you've ever heard. Because we think he's gonna be a baby face
1: and then he's gonna do something. Well, the promo he cut though. Oh for sure. The backstage He's like I it's nice to now be able to look to my right and my eye not twitch. How are you not cheering for that guy at this point? Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna let this ride. I think I don't think he's gonna turn heel at revolution. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be double or nothing, maybe all out. Yeah. Turn on the Bucks. Yep. Turn, turn on, on Kenny. Kenny.
0: Yep, turn on Kenny. That's what it'll be. I think you'll turn on Kenny around double or nothing, and we'll get Kenny and Cole it all out. But then again, like, Adam Cole's a great point. With AEW, we see a lot of this. We see storylines really being drawn out. Yeah. Like, we're really, because they only have four pay-per-views, and I'm not going to knock them for that. Right. Because it's it, it's a nice change of pace. It is what it is. Yeah. But we see all these things get drawn out. Yeah. And then we see guys get hurt, and then we we just talked about it with Christian, Christian and Jungle Boy. We see these things get drawn out, and they they go much longer than they should because somebody gets hurt. And I know you can't anticipate that right. happening or whatever. But think about this Cole and Kenny thing that we're sitting here talking about. Cole's been hurt. We should have seen this match. A lot sooner. Yeah. Cole's been hurt. Well, now, if you have him turn at double or nothing, like we just said, and then you don't do the match, that's in June, May, yeah. sorry, end of May. You don't do the match till September. Like, I just feel like I have, I guess they haven't learned their lesson in not saying you could put that match on dynamite, but you want to do these things as soon as you can.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, they have the Arthur Ashe show. Yeah, but that's not till, I guess that's in June, isn't it, or July? I think, so. I think it's in June, something like that. Yeah. So the pay per views in May, you could do the first one in June. Then you've got Fight for the Fallen is in July. July, so you could do it there, and then you do the third, the rubber match at All Out. Yeah, I guess you could. So I just, I think, I think you could. I think there is there are certain stories that need to be spread out. I agree with that. Like the Punk MJF story. Should have been as long as it should have been. Yeah, I agree with that. Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho does not need to be as long as it's been. No. <laughs> and that's, I feel like that's... I love Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's listening to this podcast knows we're both huge Jericho fans. That's it. Yep. Every feud that Jericho has had in AEW, except for like the first couple, have been drawn out way too long. Yep. And I don't think that's necessarily a Tony thing. <laughs> I think that's no, I don't Jer- either. I think that's a Jericho thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, so, like some storylines we got to wrap up sooner. Um and it's it's you're right in some ways too because like then we have like a Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs feud. That's like really hot. Everybody's behind it and then they have like a 2 minute match on was it double or nothing? Or was it all out? No, it was I think it was all out, wasn't it? It was all out. No, full gear. Yeah, full gear. They had like a 2 minute match yeah. and then they haven't really done anything since yeah. then. So like some stories deserve to have more time. Some other stories need to, to wrap it up. I think if you're involving someone like Adam Cole and Kenny Omega, you're going to milk it for as much as you can.
0: I, I mean, I agree with that for sure. But at the same time, I think you have to start taking, AWS has to start taking injuries into account.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: yeah. I feel like that it just,
1: I don't know. The first like two or three years, they were bulletproof. Yeah. Like nothing was going wrong. And then everything went wrong. Like they, Real quick. Honestly, the moment that they peaked right now, I'm not gonna say that they've like peaked peaked because you never know what what could happen.
0: Just in the arc right but now. But in the arc it. right
1: now, like that was all out or was it double? All out twenty twenty one when Adam Cole showed up and then Brian Danielson, Danielson showed and up. And Ruby. And all Ruby some, all three night. showed up on the same night. Like we were here at your house and I was the most excited I had ever been for wrestling yep. was in that moment of like, man, this is, we're killing it.
0: And Punk had his first match Punk that night. had his
1: first match, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. Like, a lot of great stuff happened. And then all of a sudden, it went from being like the peak of the high to nothing but injuries mm-hmm. for like five to seven months straight. Yep. Then you had the cursed pay-per-view, the forbidden door pay-per-view where... If you weren't injured going into it, you got injured during it. That's where Adam Cole got injured. Yep. And it, they, they haven't really been able to recover since then. So, I, you know, I think they are starting to learn their lesson. But then again, like, if I've got the opportunity to have Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega, I'm going to milk it for everything it's worth. I get it. And kind of drag it out as mo- as long as I can. I get it.
0: I get that for sure. All right. Let's move on to uh let's make sure that everybody that's watching listening all those things don't forget our partners over at wrestle buddy andy and i are regular contributors over on wrestle buddy if you're listening to this on the friday that it drops i just had an article drop about 20 minutes before we started recording actually (laughs) um top 10 elimination chamber moments as we build towards the elimination chamber this weekend got some controversial takes in there love to hear your feedback on there um so at Belcher 24 hit me up. I <laughs> uh, will defend my stances. Let me just tell you. Uh, but check that out. Also, um, I did an article about the history and the evolution of the uh, history and evolution of the elimination chamber match. That's harder to say than I thought. <laughs> uh, did that? That was great, Andy. You've got an article coming out probably as people are hearing
1: this, right? Yeah, it's either going to come out today or before elimination chamber tomorrow about why, and you know you can send your feedback to me as well cuz I'll 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 explain later in this podcast but I'll go into depth in the article as well why the main event of WrestleMania should just be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Mm, I so, you know. I love it. We'll we'll talk about all a lot of that, but the article just kind of goes into detail about the best case scenario for everybody to get their moment and it feel important. There you go. I like it. So,
0: check out that stuff. Make sure you're supporting Tyler Peters and Alex and, and the rest of the crew over there at WrestleBuddy. They do some great stuff. We're happy to be part of that team. Make sure you check out our stuff. What I like to do over there is talk about history. I like to talk about old school. And we're going to talk old school on this podcast right now as well. And normally,
1: Andy. <laughs> yeah, you. Te- so hang on. Hang go on. ahead. Go ahead. You texted me like... So we, we record on Fridays. I think you texted me, like, Sunday. I did, you're right. We're like, listen, you normally do the old school. You're not doing it this week. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that bad in the old school. No, <laughs> he was like, because we're doing this segment, and, you know. There's you no, no change no, There's it. no change And I was like, all right, whatever, that's fine. Because
0: normally what happens is I will, we'll, we'll plan the show together. Yeah. We'll each come up with some ideas. We'll get, like, five or six topics together, and then we'll decide together, like, Okay, let's narrow it down, Yeah, which ones, whatever, and then we decide upon one. Right. This week, I didn't give Andy a choice. (laughs) I said, we're doing this. I'm putting my foot down. Andy, show them what we're doing. 1996, In Your House 6, Rage in the Cage, Shawn Michaels dancing on top of the house. That happened February the 18th, 1996. Andy, why are we doing that? Because this was my first (laughs) pay-per-view event. I was there in person in Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, uh, I can make you feel old right now if I really wanted to Because I was not even born yet I'll mm. be born in a couple Actually 10 months oh. um, <laughs> So I've got some time But uh, you know if you're going to go if, if your first pay-per-view is this First
0: Okay so any live event that I'd ever been to Prior to this right. Was indie wrestling that came to Pikeville, Kentucky
1: So this was your first like this big was live, event, live event I'd never yeah, been
0: yeah. to Raw Nitro Yeah any of that? This was the first one.
1: Yeah, that's it's a good one to go to. That's that's Shawn, <laughs> Shawn Michaels dancing.
0: dancing on top of the house. He wrestled Owen Hart that night in yeah. a banger of a match. Yeah, Bret Hart and Diesel wrestled in a steel cage match that night. Fun fact: also the crybaby match,
1: Razor Ramon, one two three. That was like 10. the first thing I replied. I was like, "Is that the one with the crybaby match?" Because yeah. I really hope it is.
0: That's the one. That one kicked off the night. What a fun night! But fun fact: this is the show. This is the night where Kevin Nash put in his 90-day notice and said that he was leaving the WWF. Scott Hall had already done it, and Kevin Nash did it this night. It's
1: all your fault that Kevin Nash left, is what you're saying. I'm glad he did. (laughs) It worked out better for everybody. It worked
0: out for the whole wrestling world. But, man, like, first wrestling event ever. That's crazy. Like, I was seven years old when this happened. Yeah. Yeah seven at this
1: event. <laughs> yeah. my So, like, since we're talking about, like, first yeah. live events that we've been to, my first ever wrestling show ever was a Monday Night Raw here in Nashville. Mm. And I'd had no friends that wanted to go with me. I'd just graduated high school, so I bought my own ticket set in, like, the 300s to go watch it, and it was – I think it was the rest the raw before WrestleMania thirty two. Yeah, it was it was like
0: two to three weeks before that. It's the, I think one, I was there it's the yep.
1: one where Taker and Vince. <laughs> you had Taker, Vince and Shane mm-hmm. all in the ring together, which like that was like hearing Taker's gong for the first time was, was amazing. Yep. Um you had Roman and Triple H. Adding into that WrestleMania, you
0: also had that was during the three week run of Y2AJ.
1: Yeah, that's also um, where they had the match between Becky and Sasha. I forgot. And they did the double pin. Yep, they did the double pin spot to go to WrestleMania. Yep. So like that was like my first one. I was like, that is a really cool one. My wife, I think, has this all beat because her first ever wrestling show was SummerSlam this past year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And she was like, man, is wrestling like this all the time? I was like, no. no. It is not always you like You got lucky. No, I'm sorry. Her first wrestling event was AEW. Her first pay-per-view big show was yep. SummerSlam. So, yep. yeah, I was like, wow. wrestling is not always like this. Trust me, for every great show you go to, you'll go to like four really bad independent shows. You certainly will, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to talk about that. You drugged you dragged me to one.
0: Yeah, I know. We're not going to talk about that because those people might be listening. So, we're not going to talk <laughs> gonna about
1: flip, that. I got flipped off by Ricky Morton. That's
0: well. You shouldn't
1: have been he- both. You <laughs> shouldn't have been heckling Ricky Morton. All right. said I was the only one there that did not care about Rock and Roll Express at all, and I was I, like, "Yeah, we'll just boo him." That's true because we they did. were wrestling SCU that night. It was
0: SCU. Yep, right. I was like, oh,
1: "I'm going to cheer for SCU."
0: I mean, inside I was cheering for SCU,
1: <laughs> but like
0: hometown favorites, you know. Was
1: that the one that Dreamer? Yes, that was Dreamer. Like wrestled like Dreamer right past and us.
0: Uh, Tom Latimer. Yeah. Yep.
1: And he got put. Dreamer got put it through the merch table. Yes. That was, yep. like the, that was like the highlight of the night was it that. Was, was I get flipped off by Ricky Morton, who then I bumped into like four months ago. That's true. You did.
0: That's right. <laughs> at a, at a um, hotel here in Nashville? No, Moose and Eddie Edwards that night. It was a fantastic match.
1: Yeah. That was really I just good. Re- I just remember there was a lot of other people that were supposed to be there that did not show up. We are supposed to get John
0: Morrison, Taya Valkyrie, Willie Mack. didn't happen.
1: The Willie Mack one was the one I was
0: like, Come on, man. I want to see Willie
1: Mack wrestle again.
0: Because we saw him in the NWA show. In the N W A show. That's yeah. right. Yep. So, February 18, 1996, Shawn Michaels. Uh, if you go out of your way, I know a lot of people crap on the new generation, WWF. It's pre-attitude era, blah, blah, blah. Go out of your way to at least watch the Shawn Owen match from this show. Fantastic match. Oh, yeah. by the way. I mentioned the cage match. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one where the Undertaker came up through the ring and pulled Diesel underneath. (laughs) Wild time being there live, let me just tell you. All right. Um, Make sure that you're checking out our podcasts wherever it's available. Where is it available, you ask? Well, it's Apple, it's Spotify, it's Google Podcasts, it's iHeartRadio. It's all those places. If this is your first time hanging out with us, we appreciate it very much. That's Andy York. My name is Chris Belcher. We do this show every single week. Right here on this channel. So subscribe to it. Like the video on the Bodyslum.net YouTube channel. Support them as well. Support Tom and our friends over at Sportswire Radio. I know they would appreciate it as well. And we mentioned WrestleBuddy a few minutes ago. Throw them your support as well. We also do another podcast, Andy, that is on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Yep. But it is coming back. The week of WrestleMania, that's our fantasy booking show, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation. Very excited about Season 2. More on that as we get closer to WrestleMania week. But before we get there, always have that pesky pay-per-view that's in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's Elimination Chamber this week. We're going to do our pro wrestling scorecards. We're going to talk about each match. Before we do that, and there was a little issue that came up in the wrestling business this week. A real life issue. And we talked about Jerry Jarrett passing away earlier. We're not talking about anything that serious. But there's a real life issue that came up that I feel like we should discuss on the show here.
1: Yeah.
0: Ray Mysterio got approached to do autographs at airport. Yeah. At, at an airport.
1: Yeah.
0: And when I say autographs, it wasn't this person just coming up, Hey, hey, can you can you sign this for me real quick? Hey, yeah. can you sign this for me real what quick? Even kids. It wasn't even kids. It was adults. Yeah. With like Funko Pops on this huge board and wanted Ray to sign every single one of them. And people with stacks of figures like this high and all this other stuff. And you hear wrestlers talk about these kind of people all the time, how they get on their nerves. Yeah. Well, we saw it on video this week. Yeah. When Ray was like, he he was perturbed. Because he was trying to get on a flight. Was he wearing a mask? No. Trying to get on a flight and go somewhere. Then we saw... Well, first of all, before we dive into the the other examples, what's your what's your what was your immediate response
1: when when you saw this? My immediate response is if you are out in public and you see someone, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Which I'll give an example here in a little bit about happened personally. Yep. But like if you if you see someone out in public, that's different. Yep. But also like, you know, context are key (laughs) with like, if somebody seems like they're in a hurry to get someplace a quick, hi, hello, as as you're walking by or big fan or whatever, that's fine. But like, I agree. Trying to make money off of people signing stuff is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you really want to do that, wait till they're at a comic con or whatever, pay Pay for it, it, pay for it and have them sign whatever you want them to sign. They'll do it. And then you, you know, can make money off of that, whatever. But that was just, that was absolutely ridiculous. And like, Ray's always been a nice guy, yep. and he was very nice in that video. Like, you could tell he was annoyed, right? But he was he was annoyed, but still being friendly, like right. which is really nice. Because like we've even seen in the past, like a couple months ago, Seth Rollins. There were two fans at a at a gym yep. that literally were just saying hi to him, and he kind of snapped at him a little. And then like after the workout, was like, I was in the heat of the moment. Of the workout, like if those two dudes are around, private message me. I'll know it's you, and we'll. I'll come see you. Like, I'll come say, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he like, apologized. Yeah, like, there, there's just certain times to do it, and there are certain times not to do it. And if you're trying to do it to make money, you're the scum of the earth anyway.
0: Well, and not only that, but, like, you are, number one, you're stalking these wrestlers yeah. getting on a flight. Yeah. Okay? The Number two, I don't know what time that video was shot. Yeah. This could have been, like, 6, 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care or how <laughs> I don't care how famous these people are. Yeah. They're human beings, and none of us want to get on a 6 a.m. flight, no, no matter where we're going. Right. You know what I mean? So you're already interrupting his personal time. You're invading his privacy by figuring out what flight that he is on. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So that's one scenario. And then we see a video of Liv Morgan, exact same situation. Don't know if it was the same time of day or not. Right. Exact same situation. She literally signed everything they had. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong because I think it's a personal choice. But I just thought it was odd that within like a day of each other,
1: we saw the polar opposite. And like, she signed it, but she didn't say anything. No, and she didn't even look at them. No, she just kind of signed it and walked on. And like, it looked like she was trying to walk away. Fun just stopped, turned around, signed everything. Yep. I think I'm going to try to say this without (laughs) being politically incorrect. This is our podcast, folks, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I think it's it's different for men and women at times, I feel like. For sure. Personally, like, if there are meet and greets, I don't feel comfortable taking pictures with female wrestlers. Sure. Unless my wife is there. Now, if my wife is there, then it's like, she goes in the middle, I'll go on the outside. Like, that, that way that happens. Um, you know, WrestleCon last year before WrestleMania, I met Britt Baker and I just had her sign the, the figure and right. kind of moved on, whatever. If you're out in public trying to chase these people down, at some point they're gonna get annoyed and just sign stuff. Yep. Or or tell you where you can stick those Funko <laughs> Pops or stick them up there themselves. Exactly. Like you just get you gotta be careful and just get a life, man. Like yep. don't stock these people just to sign stuff the effort you put in to, to track these people down and get them to the sign it, you could put in the actual job and do something with your life. For so sure. It's just, it's absolutely annoying. I Personal experience, like, my wife and I were in Disney last year, and I believe it was, like, a week or a month after Alexa Bliss just got married. Yep. And we're walking around Epcot, and, like, certain people you can kind of pick out in a crowd. Sure you can. I see... Someone that looks like Alexa Bliss. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like Alexa. And then I saw the pink at the bottom of her hair. And I was like, holy crap, that's Alexa Bliss. She was with her fiance and a couple other friends. Like, she just got married. It's her honeymoon. Like, I'm not going to bother her. Right. Because (laughs) if I didn't want to be the one person that, like, says something and all of a sudden. They all snap A flock, No, a flock of people come running in and and do that. So, like. I'm I'm not about that. There are, like, there are certain people that are like, yeah, like if you see, like Johnny Gargano has said multiple times, if you see me out in public, like don't be rude, but like come say hi. I'll, I'll even say, hey, you want to take a picture to get like, Absolutely. he knows how it feels to be on the other side. There There is a balance between being a fan and yep. showing appreciation versus being a creep. <laughs> right. And do not ever cross that line.
0: Because as I said just a few minutes ago, these are people too. They have lives. Famous yeah. or not you know, recognizable or not. They are people. They have feelings just yep. like we do. So if a fan comes up to them and says how much they appreciate them or love your work or whatever, that touches them yep. in the feels. I know that sounds really girly, but <laughs> it does. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it makes them feel good. They yep. Just because they're a famous person, they may be having a bad day and that might lift them up. Right. So we are not saying for – people not to go talk to wrestlers in right. public. We're just asking people, don't take foam boards with eight Funko Pops <laughs> on them and have them just get signed.
1: And like, it's ridiculous. Context is key. Like, These people also don't have a lot of free time. Right. And like, if they're at dinner with their family, don't go bug them. Right. <laughs> don't go annoy them. Walk by and say, hey, big fan, keep walking. Right. Like, exactly. they, they may not remember that, But you get, like, you remember that. Absolutely. And you just keep going.
0: Absolutely. As if those two incidents weren't enough. There was a third one.
1: Did you see this one? I did not see the third one. I saw the the Ray and the Live one.
0: Okay. So the third one is Zelina Vega. And she posted, it was on an Instagram story. So it, you know, it expired, obviously, but I think somebody clipped it off. Apparently, she, I I don't know the exact context because she just had like a little blurb on the story. Well, what happened was, she was approached by people to sign things. She had a marker in her hand. So I don't know if it was like she was signing for a little, a little girl or something like that. Right. Well, apparently, this is what her Instagram story said. Apparently, somebody asked her to sign some other things, and she said no. She wasn't going to sign. And apparently, they took the marker out of her hand and walked off. The Instagram story was a picture of her hand with, you know, the marker on her hand where they had taken it yeah. out of her hand. Yeah. I don't know all the context of that, but that's just another situation of like, it goes back to the female thing too. Yeah. Like if you approach Brock Lesnar at an airport and he is gracious enough to sign Not something, line my head off, is gracious enough to sign something. Yeah. And then he says no and you rip a
1: marker out of his hand. You're dead. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah. You know, and like celebrities and athletes and famous people are going to be different to different people. Sure, like I'm like Zelina's is not going to turn down a little girl who's excited to see her. Now, again, full
0: disclosure, I don't know that right. that was but exactly like, if, what if, happened. If that's the
1: case. She's yep. not going to turn down signing an autograph for a child, a child, yep. boy or girl, probably. Yep. She like for sure. She's not a grown man. If she said no, I'd be like. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's fine. I probably wouldn't even ask for in the first place. Exactly. Like, contacts people. Like, it's, it's whatever. There have been, like, this is more than just the wrestling world. Like, there's, there's a video of Russell Westbrook walking into, I think he was walking into Lakers facility before he got mm. traded. And there was this little kid asking for an autograph, and he just kept walking by. And what happened was the dad is, like, an eBay seller and was sending his son to get it signed. Oh. And Westbrook knew that and just kept on walking. Interesting. And so, like, you got to be careful all the time. It's not an easy thing for them to deal with. The best thing for you to do is just be nice.
0: Moral of the story, number one, be nice, be respectful. Number two, just wait till they do a signing and pay your money, and if you want something signed, meet them there. Yeah. Have them sign it there. Everything is all cordial. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Like... Uh, we live in, I want to sound like an old man here, but uh, I know, I know. But a good friend of yours, a co worker of yours, <laughs> um, was over at, at your house to watch the Rumble. Yes. And he says something that I have been at fault of, but also completely agree with. Because, like, if you look at the picture of LeBron James breaking the record, yep. how many phones are out? Yep. Just live in the moment. Sometimes yep. you're the only person that got to. I was the only person at Disney World that got to say like, "Oh, there's Alexa Bliss, cool," and keep on walking. Yep. Like, keep some things for yourself. For sure. Don't take pictures. Don't. Yep. You don't always have to. You don't always have to be the person that takes the picture or whatever. Like, some yep. people are cool with it. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't. And if they're not cool with it,
0: walk away. Just be respectful. Yep. That's all we ask. All right. There's our there's our pipe bomb for
1: the day. Unless it's Roman Reigns, and you can throw stuff at him. No. No. <laughs> And mo- I'm sorry. In Montreal, you can throw stuff at them. <laughs> it might
0: happen this Saturday at the Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I was talking to that same co-worker uh-huh. yesterday at work uh-huh. that you just referred to. I was talking to him, and he was asking me, he was like, you know, Elimination Chamber, blah, blah, whatever, what do you think is going to happen? I said, what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's a big attitude era guy, uh-huh. and he references the In Your House Canadian Stampede all the time, which is one of the wildest crowds. It was yeah. in Calgary. It was Team USA versus Team Canada, five on five, whatever. Yeah, it was one of the wildest atmospheres we've ever seen. Stone Cold in his heyday getting booed out of the building. Yeah. Yeah, 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 one of the wildest things we've ever seen. I said, "This is that was child's play." Compared to what's about to happen this Saturday in Montreal,
1: this is going. To, it's going to be insane. This is going to be that kind of a crowd, a Chicago crowd with Punk and Cena at Money in the Bank, um, and even like the Clash at the Castle crowd. Yeah, uh, with that w- Drew McIntyre. it was, wild. Yep, it was wild. They are all going to pale in comparison. And what's going to happen to with? this moment? Because I can tell you, the show is going to kick off. With massive Sammy Chance.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be through the
1: whole night. The whole night. They're going to be Sammy Chance. I don't
0: think it's going to be like taking over the show Chance.
1: Anytime Roman is on screen, there will be booze and Sammy Chance.
0: I hope. This is what I hope, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler alert right now. I'm picking Roman Reigns to win this match. We're going to get to that in just a minute but i i Andy, i hope and i pray number 1 for everyone's safety but number 2 i hope Forget they that. i hope they throw things at the
1: end of the night i hope it looks like the nwo at the end yeah. of the night yeah, that's yeah. what i want I, it to look like i don't know what it's going to look like man like there there are so many scenarios playing in my head because i think there's a ch- like i think there's a chance sammy wins I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say that there's a zero point zero 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 percent chance Sammy wins. I think there's like a thirty percent chance Sammy wins by pin or by DQ. By pin. Oh, okay. By pin. Uh, I think it's like a sixty percent chance Sammy wins by DQ. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I could see Sammy winning. I could see. Man, if they squash him, <laughs> no, Baltimore. it won't happen. Won't it? Won't happen. happen no. But.
0: Because you know how we talk about it all the time, how Roman is so good at false finishes. There are going to be so many oh that my we, we're we going to be literally on the edge of our seat.
1: I know there's going to be a moment where Sammy's going to hit maybe two Huluva kicks. In a row. In a row. And pin him. And it's going to be like, this is it. This is the moment. One, two, 2.99999. Roman, Roman kicks like, out.
0: Or puts a finger on the rope or something like that.
1: I think there's going to be a three count. I think I could see a three count Mm. and we look back and and all of a sudden he sees like Roman's foot is on the rope. Paul Heyman puts Roman's foot on the rope. Jay puts Roman's foot on the rope. There
0: will be some some shenanigans that happen.
1: This is not going to be a clean finish. No, 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 no. Like at all. Why would it? Right. Man, I don't know what's going to happen. And this is what is so great about this entire story is from the beginning – we have not known what was going to happen. Right. We think we know it's going one way. And then all of a sudden, the eliminate, uh, the uh, war games happens. Yep. Sammy turns on Kevin, mm-hmm. joins the bloodline officially. But even in the turn, you could tell Roman still didn't trust him. Right. And then all of a sudden, like we're heading down the road. We get to the Rumble. We think, you know... The bloodline's gonna turn on Sammy. Nope. Sammy has <laughs> Sammy hit Roman first and we're off and running. Jay walks out. Not on my list at all. Like nope. there's so many different options that this can happen. I'm probably gonna I'm I'm not hundred percent sure yet. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm leaning more towards Roman winning mm-hmm. and the place going crazy. Probably a beatdown ensues and then Kevin oh. Owens music hits.
0: Well, we're going to make that pick here in just a minute, thanks to PW scorecards. Oh my gosh. We're going to make that pick. I'm going to force you on the spot to make the
1: pick. But I'll say this. This is the most nervous I will be for a world championship match. In a long time. In WWE since maybe Brock Seth. Which one? 35. Okay. I don't know if you meant SummerSlam or not. No at that point, I didn't really care about either man.
0: Because it was gotcha. kind of like, eh. Oh, yeah. I was incredible. I remember because I was in the building for that yeah. one. I was incredibly nervous yeah. for that one. I was nervous for
1: Roman Seth at Rumble last year. See, I didn't think Roman was going to lose, though. I thought the... I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, if Roman... I knew at that point, if Roman was losing this title, he was losing it at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Gotcha. You mentioned or, <laughs> in England. Right. One of the two.
0: You mentioned Jay. Jay showed back up. Yeah. On SmackDown. Yeah. To defend the I love titles. I they did that. That was great. Come yeah. through the crowd. So good. And that match against Strowman Ricochet. Really, Better really good. Better than it should have been. Listen. Braun Strowman has no business being as good as he is. Triple H yeah. knows what he's doing with him, apparently. He's
1: putting him in situations where he can shine. He's not putting him in situations where. Which is where... what you should do with big men. Right. No matter what. Because not like, look, not everybody's going to be a Gunther. Right. Where they can literally wrestle a Braun Strowman and tear the house down, a Sheamus tear the house down, or, you know, wrestle Dragunov and have probably the best match of the year in right. WWE that year. So, like, they're, you've got to know your, your people's strength. And yeah. I think Triple H has figured out Braun's strength.
0: He certainly has. Um, I thought it was very interesting the end of the show. Paul Heyman yeah. telling the Usos to stay home. Yeah. And I think it's more interesting. Uh, we can poke fun at it because the Usos can't get into Canada, <laughs> blah, 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 but whatever. And every, as soon as he said that, everybody kind of laughed. They uh, knew, yeah. whatever. But the most important thing is him saying, sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see at home. Yep. Something is happening on SmackDown tonight yep. that yep. is going to prompt one or both Usos to show up Saturday night. So, I don't know what, but something.
1: I think, I think that's also like a nod because obviously Paul Heyman was creeping in the background during the – when Jimmy and Jay were walking back through um, the backstage area. I didn't notice that. Paul was behind the little barrier when, when he said, are you in or out? And Jay said, man, I don't know yet. I walked away. And then Paul turned the corner. I did notice he, yeah, that he was, he was listening to the whole. Wow, thing. I did not see that. Um, listen, man, Bray White has taught me to catch background stuff like crazy. Well, I try to look for them yeah. now, but like in that one, yeah. I no, I was focused on Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, they, so like even on the recap on Raw, I think they 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 zoomed in on on Paul. I missed. In the corner. I think I missed that. Yeah. Oh my god. So Paul was listening to that whole conversation. So I think it's like a nod. Maybe Roman was watching the show, and saw. Jimmy Lie and saw the interaction between Jay and Sammy. Tell him mm. to stay home. Mm. I think what could happen on SmackDown tonight, because I think Roman's supposed to be there. I'm sure he is because he has to be in Canada. Right. Because it's in Canada tonight. Just because he's in Canada doesn't I mean he's going to appear. Well, time. no, but, but it makes I, sense. I, I think he does. I think he does. Knowing Roman, he might not, but I think he will show up and probably they'll beat the crap out of Sammy. Yep. And Jay may run out and make the save. Not to save, but maybe slide I think we're gonna have a face to face tonight between Roman and Jay. One more wrinkle to this Sami Zayn situation
0: that really not that I didn't see coming was Cody and Sammy's
1: promo. <laughs> on Raw. Yeah.
0: Like Wow. I I I don't wanna give all the credit to Sammy. Right. Because Every time that you put obstacles in front of Cody Rhodes, he is showing you that he is knocking them out of the park.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Sami Zayn had a lot to do with that one, though. Yeah. And we talked about the Cody and Heyman promo last week. Yeah. But, dude, the atmosphere of
1: that promo between those two baby faces was wild. That was a risky move, putting both of them out there. Because it could have been very easily that the fans instantly turned on Cody.
0: Cody, Cody had
1: to say, had to side with Sammy to make sure that didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? And when's the last time a promo got this is awesome chance? Right. Like, <laughs> that, I, don't, I don't remember a promo ever getting yep. this is awesome chance. Like, both these guys are doing the best work of their career right now. Yep. And I wouldn't hate a triple threat. I think there's a lot of risk involved with the triple threat. It's huge. I, would, um, I wouldn't do it. I would steer away from it. But leaving the 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 idea of a triple threat open as a possibility, I think, was smart. I agree. So you're
0: you're about to release an article, if yeah. again, if 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 it's not already up by the time you guys will listen to this, on WrestleBuddy buddy about this very scenario. Yeah. So just dive into what you think is the best reasoning behind. Why you shouldn't do
1: it? The best reasoning is if you want if you want Cody and Sammy to both get their moment of triumph, of taking Cody's words from the promo, finishing their story. Yep. You need to have Cody one on one beat Roman Reigns. Yep. And you need to have Sammy, who has had issues with with Roman, obviously, but his main issue in the Bloodline has been with Jey Uso. Yep. When you're talking about finishing the story. Finishing the story. That's the that's story. The story. Yep. And you need to have Sammy finish that story at WrestleMania by taking the tag titles from the Usos. Yep. You have Cody take the title from Roman. Because if you do the triple threat, if Sammy wins, where does Cody go? Yep. Like, Cody, no offense to Edge, Cody kind of gets put in the Edge spot from WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. where Seven. 37, where they don't, it doesn't feel important. It kind of doesn't do anything. If Cody wins, you're going to have fans turn on him because it should have been Sammy. Right. Because Sammy was just in the match. Because if Cody wins, he's got whoever wins. You
0: said it just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Whoever wins has
1: got to pin Roman. Roman's shoulders have to be down and he has to take the pinfall.
0: Exactly. So the other person is just, it doesn't matter that they're in the match at all. Let me bring this up. Sam Roberts is very, very adamant. Yeah that Cody Rhodes should not win at WrestleMania. He said that it should be Roman Cody or a triple threat, doesn't matter. Cody should lose. His reasoning is that we lost six months of the Cody story to the world title. So you have Cody lose, you have Cody reset, you tell the story, and then he wins next year.
1: I don't like it. I don't either. I think the story to Cody getting to the title... Is him leaving. Like, when he left and coming back, that's the story to the title. Yep. You don't need a year-long story of him going through Seth Rollins, him going through Austin Theory, him going through Drew McIntyre, Kevin AJ Owens, Styles. AJ Styles, whoever. Yep. Make him a star instantly. Yep. Put him in there with Roman. Like, the momentum is there The momentum right now. is there. You don't – you never have – Two of the hottest baby faces in the company at the same time, in the spot that they are in for that world championship, and it not take away from either man. Right, like that. I I can't remember a time where that that's happened like that. I can't either. So you need to capitalize on one of them. Yep. You can't have Roman beat both of them. The thing. The thing that is so crazy with this because I can think.
0: Didn't we? I'm sure we did back in the Ruthless Aggression era. There was a, a Triple H, Randy Orton, John Cena triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Um, that's three of the biggest stars of that era. I know they had a match at some point. Well, there was the triple together.
1: threat between Sean, Triple H, and Cena.
0: Right. There yeah. was the triple threat between Cena, Brock, and Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. Okay, so we're putting together all these triple threat matches. But my point is, those were all manufactured both of these stories are yeah. as organic as yeah. it gets. Yeah. It's like you're having two Kofi Manias at once.
1: Yeah, it really is. And like, I get wanting to have both of them in the match at WrestleMania. If only you had two championships that you could do this story with. But it wouldn't work. I think it would. Oh, no, I think it would.
0: Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm convinced that splitting the titles now. Somebody would lose. Somebody would have to lose.
1: It just wouldn't, it just would not work. No. It, would, it wouldn't. I don't I don't again, it would <laughs> Again, if you don't split the titles in the first place. That's true. You can build to Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania for this universal championship and Cody versus whomever, Seth Rollins or whoever, like putting the titles together was the dumbest thing they did <laughs> at WrestleMania last year. And uh, I was hoping we would course corrected by now, but we haven't, but that's no. fine.
0: I like it. I like it. I think it's fine. But it's these interesting scenarios that we're in that makes wrestling so much yeah.
1: fun because we just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, Most of the card for tomorrow night is somewhat predictable, I would say. Not necessarily predictable, yep. but it, it's, look, it's shaping up to be like, we kind of know who's going to win the women's. It's down to two. We kind of know who's going to win the, the U.S. chamber match. Brock, Bobby, kind of in the air. The mixed tag match, we, we kind of know. Right. This one, like, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. I don't know which way I'm going to be leaning yep. by the time this bell rings tomorrow night. It's
0: certainly going to be interesting. And we're going to, again, make those picks at the end of the show thanks to Pro Wrestling Scorecards. Let's move on to the Women's Elimination Chamber, though. Uh, winner gets a shot at Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. You've got Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia Carmella, Oscar, Liv Morgan, and Nikki Cross. I'll say this: very nice field of competitors here. Different field, like, it, but it, nice.
1: It's not. No, I like it. It's it's given it's given a chance to people who don't normally right get chances. So like, I'm I'm all for this. You don't have your four horsemen in it, which I'm very happy for. Um, and it's given it's given some new chances to some people that you got three people, need it.
0: three people. I think maybe four, but definitely three that have never been in the chamber before. And uh, Mela, Nikki, and or has Nikki been in the chamber? Was she in the chamber last year? I think she was in the
1: chamber last year. She was in chamber
0: year. last year. Okay, so Mella, I don't think Mel yes, mella has been in. She was in the tag team. Yeah. The women's tag team. Okay. Raquel's never been in. I know Liv's been in. aussie has been in.
1: I don't think Natty's been in. Maybe? No, Natty may have been in the tournament too. The tag the tag. No. You had the Boston Hug connection. You had Tamina iconic and the Naya Naya. You had the iconics. iconic. She had Mandy and Sonia. And then you had Naomi and Carmella. Yeah. And I just did a piece
0: on this. I don't remember who the other team is. I don't. It wasn't Natty and Beth, because Natty and Beth didn't show up to Mania. Was it the
1: Bellas? It wasn't the Bellas. Nope.
0: I literally just did a piece on this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember who. I'm gonna look it up now. Because all I remember was the final three were the Iconics, Boss and Hug, Boss and Hug, and Mandy and Sonya.
0: Yeah, because they pinned Mania, Mandy, yeah, and to win Mandy and Sonya. So I
1: picked Mandy and Sony to win it.
0: Um, give me a second, I'll scroll through <laughs> my my article that is on WrestleBuddy Buddy right now. <clears throat> Top ten Elimination Chamber matches, moments, all of those things. Um, I think I put them all. Oh, Sarah Logan and Lynn Morgan. Oh, uh, Riot Squad. Yep, they were there. I forgot
1: they were thinking... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was a great thing. Should have been used more. Anyway, beside the point. A nice, all that to say, nice field of people here. Yeah. I yeah.
1: think it's going to be an interesting match. I think it's going to be an interesting match. I only see two possible winners from this. I can see three, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I see two clear front competitors. Yep, for and then, sure.
0: Well, they're in the center of the screen, yeah, so that, that would be
1: that would be the two that we're pretty the, clear on. I'm pretty sure those are
0: going to be the final two in the match as well, but... Uh, as it should be. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the men's. For the United States Championship, Austin Theory putting the title on the line against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Here's what I need to see in this match. I need to see both Montez, yeah, because I know that's going to happen. And Bronson Reed jump off a pod.
1: Yeah, I need them both. I need Seth to hit a Phoenix splash from the top of the pod. That ain't gonna have enough room. Yeah, he does. I don't think.
0: Oh, now that they have, they've they've raised it. Now that they fixed it, he might have enough room. (sighs) He never hits that though. That's fine. First time for everything. Imagine that roll through because he would have to take (laughs) the bump on his stomach (laughs) trying to time that up and roll through that. That would hurt. That would would bad. (laughs) I need to see Bronson and Montez yeah. do their thing. Here's the thing. I never thought we would see the day. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. That we're headed towards a Street Profits breakup.
1: Yeah. I feel like we are though. I feel like we are too. And and I'm I don't know how I feel about it because like I I'm either I don't want it to happen, but like Montez could be a breakout single star i tell you what, Montez could be a fantastic heel. Montez, I think that's where we're headed. I think Montez has got to be the heel. See, because I, one or two things could happen, and the fact that like Angelo Dawkins could turn on Montez after he wins the U.S. Championship, head okay. to WrestleMania, that, that's your match. Or you could have Montez turn after winning.
0: Or you could just have Montez like walk away from him.
1: Yeah. He doesn't even have to turn, turn.
0: Yeah, Just walk away and be a heel and just split him up. I think you could have Angelo Dawkins with hit rope. That would be interesting. Yeah, I just I know that I know that's a stale gimmick. but Yeah, you could I, my do thing that. with
1: I don't want another Tucker situation. <laughs> with well, guess Mr. what? Because I think Angelo Dawkins is better than Tucker. Mm-hmm. I think he's more charismatic. I know I used to crap on Angelo Dawkins all the time about how he was lucky to ride the coattails of Montez. Right. Angelo Dawkins has, has gotten a lot better. Angelo Dawkins is really really good. A lot better. I've seen some big time improvement. So I. I'm fine. Like I think there's a spot for both of them if they do split, but I just you're losing one of your best tag teams if you split them too. Right. Edge and Beth Phoenix against
0: Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, mixed tag team match. Um, you can definitely see this is really cool for Edge and Beth to be able to do on this second yeah. run to be able to team up the in sec- Canada. <laughs> in Canada, the second or third time they've done it now. Uh, I know we we really wanted to see Beth and Rhea one-on-one, which I think we could still get on Raw maybe, but maybe. Like, th- this is still – She's going to cool.
1: need somebody to challenge her after she wins the title. That's true. Beth Phoenix, first challenger. I'm fine with that.
0: Or SummerSlam. I could deal with that. I, I, I would be okay with that. Um, Yeah, but she's going to be on SmackDown. I don't know. <laughs> kind of but we have talked to ad nauseum about how this feud is sort of overdone and we're yeah. ready for Edge to move on. Edge yeah. is in the twilight of this run. I need to see him do something else. Unfortunately, this is not the close because you're not going to end this like you ended with The Miz right. with a mixed tag. Like This no. is going to go
1: on. It's going to go on to Mania. And the match that we get at Mania, I'm excited for. As long as we get it. As long as we get the match that we're talking about and the stipulation that goes along with it. Right. I think will be fantastic. Um, this we talked about how AEW books things too long sometimes. This is a WWE version of this should have been wrapped up by yep. SummerSlam. The We Want Mommy chance
0: on Raw yeah. was amazing, and then she showed up. It's yeah. like you're you're almost getting to the point. Yeah, especially after she wins the title at Mania, I think you got to pull her away from the Judgment Day tweener.
1: I think you make her a tweener, but I think you got to pull her away from yeah. the Judgment Day. Yeah, but the thing is, I think people love her because of Dominic. Yeah, I guess. Like, but her and Dominic together are so stupidly funny.
0: That's true. I guess that it makes true.
1: it work. I guess
0: that's true. I just feel like that she's growing out
1: of it. Right. See, I think I think she is one of those where she's getting more popular and she's elevating Dominic while it's happening. Oh, I think that's a good point. The, I think the Judgment Day could split. I just think you keep Dominic and Rhea together.
0: Yeah. Oh be an interesting combination for sure. Another match that
1: we think is headed towards
0: WrestleMania is Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Um, couldn't do
1: this last year? <laughs> nope. Couldn't do it last was year. Was I asking for this match last year? I think I was. We were all asking for this match last <laughs> Instead year. Instead we got Bobby and Omos. Bobby and Omos, and which the, was terrible, and Brock Roman Part 20. <laughs> Alright. It was good. It was a good match. It's it was fine. good. Well, Bobby Omos wasn't, but right. Brock <laughs> Brock Roman Rome was fine.
0: Uh, but uh think I don't know how this match ends. I don't know how they get around it at this show, but
1: we're headed to WrestleMania with this match. This is not the end. We're heading to WrestleMania with this match, and we are heading with Bobby being back in the hurt business. I think we have to match. be. Yeah. I think I think Hurt business get involved.
0: Oh, you think so? Oh, that's fun. That'll be a fun little yeah. uh wrinkle here when we do these scorecards in a second. I think mean, I'm excited for it. Um, I think these guys can Keep wrestling. I think this is a really good matchup for both these guys, especially when neither of them have titles. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Um, Let's hit a couple other things real quick from this week in the WWE
1: before we pick our scorecards. Ronda Rousey
0: came back this week out of nowhere. Yeah. It was really out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. They're heading to Mania probably after those women's tag titles. I think Damage Control probably pulled double duty.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. No way.
1: Maybe. I don't see how you don't have damage control versus Rhonda and Shayna. Because you get Trish and Lita. Yeah, but what are you going to do with Rhonda and Shayna? They're going to be, they have to be on the card. I have no idea. Facing each other. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Man, remember when Rhonda was fun? <laughs> remember when Shayna was fun? Shayna's still fun by herself sometimes, but like. I know, I know. Um, Sad.
0: <laughs> Chelsea Green came back at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, what,
1: what do you make of this? I love the gimmick. So I lo- nobody else could do this gimmick. Nope, but her. I think she's going to win a world championship within the next year or so. I can see that. Yeah, like and Adam Pearce is playing his part perfectly as well. Like they are doing a fantastic job. So I'm all for this character. Yeah, and her getting tossed out the rumble as quickly as she did, then getting killed by Oscar, like all of it was just fantastic. It was great.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I like I saw somebody post the other day. Um, full disclosure: I'm in a Facebook group with um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers and the guys from Major Wrestling Figure Podcast and all the people that support them and all that kind of stuff. We're all in a Facebook group together, and somebody put on there the other day a shot of Chelsea and Adam Pierce together. And it's like in a world where people are concerned (laughs) about wins and losses and having to win to get over and getting their time. She is absolutely knocking it out of the park with the least amount of time and just making it work. And everybody is taking notice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to, and she, she is doing a fantastic job. Um, like you
0: put somebody else in this spot with this character and it's, and it's annoying.
1: Yeah. But you give, give it to Chelsea. Like, I feel like Becky was in this spot a couple years ago. Yeah. And like, it kind of, not that Becky ever was like, people were anti Becky, but it was like, eh, Becky could be doing more. Right. Chelsea. it, It fits. It works. Perfect. It does.
0: All right, let's do it. Pro wrestling scorecards. Let's make our picks for the elimination chamber. Um, we get this fancy little sheet right here. If you're following along at home, at, PBW, er, at PW Scorecards.
1: We're not trying to take your stuff. No, we're, we're not.
0: No, uh, PW Scorecards on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, all of those things. Go check them out. Um, you can do this online. We like to put it together, put it on paper so that we yep. can do it live on the air because it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, let's start at the top, which is... The match we just talked about, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Um, Again, several categories with this. (laughs) 23 points possible here, and it is, uh, I think it is, let's see. Uh, Extras are three points. It's at the bottom here. Winners are five points. Extras are three points. So, winner of the match, Brock and Bobby, what you got? We'll go Brock. Okay. I'm going to go Bobby. And how is uh, said Brock gonna win the match Brock wins by DQ
1: <laughs> see I think Bobby wins by DQ all right because like I think I think her business get involved attack Brock so they throw it out so Brock technically wins by <clears throat> yeah. Or Bobby could win because Brock is, uh, I have no idea. Brock could snap and just, you know, start hitting him with stuff because that could that's a very I real really
0: like, I wish there was a no contest option. I wish I could have
1: that. Anyway. There's other. You can put other and we'll count as no contest, but that's very specific. That's true. <laughs> I would have to specify. Okay, I'll just stick with Bobby and a DQ.
0: Okay, most near falls in the match. Brock, Bobby, or a tie? I'm going Bobby. Yeah, I'll go Bobby. German suplexes, the number is ten and a half. Are we picking over or under? And this does not specify, so I assume that it is a combination of German suplexes delivered by both guys. Oh, gosh. I'm going to still say under. I am, too. I'm taking the under. I don't think it's going to be 10. Brock doesn't do the German suplexes like he used to.
1: No, but I think Bobby could bust no, out a couple. Oh, he
0: oh, I think it will. <clears throat> I just don't think he gonna get to 10. No. Move successfully. We'll have to u- get to 11 to go over. Right, exactly. Um, move successfully, use the most. The F5, the spear, or a tie. I think it's a tie. I do too, <laughs> actually. Um, submission rope breaks. The number is one and a half. Is it over or under? I'll go under for rope breaks. I'm yeah, going go under. I'm going under as well. Might get one. These two dudes are going to power out of stuff. <laughs> Announce table destroyed during or after? Yes or no? So it's not asking is it destroyed during or after? It's a yes or no. Is it destroyed at all?
1: Yes. You better believe it is. <laughs> Get Somebody, that. Some, if they also said the barrier, like the barricade, I would also say yes. somebody's getting speared through the barrier. I barry agree team. with that for sure. All
0: right, let's move to the mixed tag team match: Edge and Beth Phoenix against, uh Balor and Rhea with Dominic Mysterio. That is important to remember. Okay, who wins the match and how does it happen?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Judgment Day win by pinfall. I am going the same direction. You're going to like this.
0: Who makes the fall? Rhea. Uh-huh. And who takes it? Edge. I'm going to say Rhea and Beth just to be different. Intergender moves. One and a half moves over or
1: under. Over. Over <laughs> for sure. Because I think
0: Beth is going to beat the crap out of Dominic. I think so too, and then Rhea's is going to get her shots in on Edge. Yeah, legal tags. This is an interesting one. We haven't seen this. No, yeah, boy did the Rumble then have yeah. a tag match. So I guess legal tags plus or minus one. Gosh, you get two points for being exact. By the way, I did just see that. Two extra. Yes. So you get five points for that. If you get, I think that is correct. Okay. Uh, maybe
1: not. I don't know. We'll count it up in a second. <laughs> legal tags, because this is different. Because like as soon as when when a yes, me- two extra points when a female gets tagged in, like when Beth gets tagged in, Rhea automatically has to come in. That is so is correct. that counted as an extra tag? No, that is one legal Kay. tag. Okay, I'm gonna say seven.
0: I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go nine. Okay. We'll see. (laughs) Interrupted pin attempts. The number given is four and a half over or
1: under. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. We'll be a little different. Four seems like a lot. Four and a half seems like a lot. Yeah. Five technically seems like a lot. Yeah. That's true. All right. (laughs) This is going to be fun.
0: (laughs) Here we go, ladies and germs. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman against Sami Uso, better known as Sami Zayn. Who's going to win and how? I'll let you go first. (laughs) Roman Reigns wins by choking out Sami Zayn. And the way that he chokes him out,
1: he's already knocked out. Mm-hmm. Roman just slaps on the guillotine just because. I'm going to go Roman wins via pinfall. That's very likely. It's very, very, very likely. Via pinfall. Match time. So this is just from bell to bell.
0: Bell to bell. Yeah, we're not counting Roman's five minute entrance.
1: <laughs> or what happens after, or after, what after happens the bell happens? Yes.
0: Match time, bell to bell. Again, plus two
1: for exactly right. I'm gonna say 27.
0: I'm gonna say 23.
1: Because it was don't know, the chamber match is gonna take some time.
0: Yep. I'm gonna say 23. <coughs> near falls <laughs> the number plus
1: or minus one. Man, I'm going high. Yeah, I me mean too. I'm going eight. Because I think Sam is gonna get some near falls too. I'm going even higher than that. I'm going 11. Jeez. I hope it's not 11 because I don't think my heart can take 11 <laughs> near falls. Outside interference.
0: Yes. Jey Uso attacks Roman Reigns at
1: any time. Yes. Because I'll give my scenario of I think he drops Sa- J- Sammy with a super kick. And he looks at Roman, and Roman's smiling and walking over. Drops Roman with a super kick. Roman falls on top. I love that scenario. Or, Jay attacks Roman making, to make Sammy feel like he's on his side. And then he really and then just drops Sammy. One of the two. So you're going yes. I'm going to go with no. <clears throat> I
0: think we get clean as a whistle. Jay, was, Jay Uso. It's with the bloodline. It's
1: with the bloodline. See that seems too simple for this. It does. Story. <laughs> it does. You're right. <laughs> like a month ago, I would agree with. After the rumble, I would agree with you. Yeah. Now I'm like, but we've taken so many turns. Yes, Why do we keep have. taking more? Yep. <clears throat> because you got to make
0: that tag match feel even more special at Mania. That's true. Okay, men's elimination chamber match. Ten points for the winner on this one, and then everything else is still three.
1: All right, who are we picking to win it? I'm gonna go Theory. Yep. Me too. <sighs> Unfortunately. Because he's got a think, open challenge match with John Cena at WrestleMania. I think He's <laughs> got to hold on to it. Okay.
0: First person released from the pod. Um, Yeah, it doesn't even say who's starting the match. We don't know that yet. First person released
1: from the pod is... I'm going to say Damien. I'm going to say Damien in case you can hear it in the mic.
0: <sighs> I'm going to say Gargano. Unless Seth and Johnny start this thing, which I am all in for. <laughs> but I think Seth and Tez started, probably. Last person released from the pod. I know I didn't go in order, sorry. Last person released from the pod. Bronson Reed. I'm going to go theory. Okay. First person eliminated. From the match. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm agreeing with you. Johnny Gargano. Yep. Johnny Gargano's first person out. First elimination fall type pin or submission. Definitely pin. Yep. Match time at first elimination. Oh, Jesus! Oh, so, how <laughs> long does it take Johnny to get eliminated? Um...
1: I'm gonna say 15 minutes.
0: I was gonna go a little lower and say 12.
1: Five seconds, Seth. Stomp. One, two, three. Please. No. <laughs> the last person
0: eliminated from the match has to be
1: Seth Rollins. Bronson Reed. I think Bronson Reed's gonna be the MVP of this match. You're probably <clears throat> right
0: last elimination fall type and yeah total match time 41 minutes I'm going 49 minutes no nope. mm no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with you and say 41. Actually, aerial moves in the match plus or minus one. Oh my gosh,
1: what is counted as an aerial from the top rope? Yes, springboards. I would assume. I'm gonna go like 12. <laughs> I'm going 16. You got. You know Johnny's gonna do a couple. Montez and Seth gonna do a couple. Bronson's finisher is one. Yep.
0: Eliminations by pin, Uh, the number is four and a half, so that would be everybody getting eliminated by pin. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over, too. Nobody nobody has a submission finisher, so it wouldn't work. Anywho. All right, wrestler jumps from the top of the pod. Yes. Yes. Definitely does. All right. Women's Elimination Chamber match. Again, winner is 10 points. This is going to be
1: interesting.
0: Taking Asuka. (laughs) Asuka. It's her match to lose, ladies and gentlemen. It
1: absolutely is.
0: First person released from the pod. Natty. Carmella, because I think Natty starts. I can see that. First person eliminated from the match. <laughs> Carmella. Uh no. I'm gonna go Nikki. First elimination fall type. Uh, no. I'm going submission. I am too. I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate on this one. Okay. Match time at first elimination. I'm gonna go a little longer this time actually. I'm gonna go like seventeen minutes. Because I think Nikki's probably like the fourth person in the match. Yeah.
1: i got like 21. Okay.
0: The last person released from the pod. Raquel. Oh, yep. That was my pick, too. The last person eliminated in the match.
1: Raquel.
0: Liv Morgan. Oh, I like it. Oscar live to finish. I like it. Last elimination fall type. Submission. Submission. <laughs> Somebody's getting choked out. Yep. Total match time.
1: I'm going to say 38 minutes.
0: Uh, that's exactly where I was going. I was going 38 as well.
1: Near falls,
0: plus or minus one. Four. And say seven. Aerial moves. This gives us a number.
1: The other one we just picked. <laughs> the, the number is my number from the men's, and I'm a little nervous about that now. I did <laughs> not realize that. I'm going to change my men's. Okay, change your men's number. I'm going to change the men's to like 18 now. <laughs> okay. Aerial moves for the women
0: is set to 12 and a half. I'm going, I'm going under. under. I'm going under. Wrestler goes through the pod wall. Yes,
1: or no. No. Because I think we get it in the men's. I think you're right. Because Bronson. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay, here's um here's a category. We're almost done, folks, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still hanging with us, make sure you <laughs> follow at PBW Podcast. Make sure you follow uh Pro Wrestling Scorecards to keep up with us, answer this along with us, we'd appreciate it. All right. This is one that is different. Main card match position. Predict where each match will air. Of the spots listed on the main card, what's going to open the show, what's going to be the third match of five, and what is the main event? Well, we know what the main event is.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know how we're getting there, but... Oh, I know how we're getting there. My opening match is the men's chamber. My opening match is the women's, and my third match is
1: Brock Bobby. That's, that's my third match too. Because <laughs> I think in between, I think you got Edge at two, yeah, and uh, I think you got the other Chamber think, at four. I think you start the night off hot because you're going to finish the night off sad. Yep. So that's why you do Asuka getting the big win. Oh. Okay. And then you do the mix tag, and then you do Brock Bobby, and then you do Theory getting the win, and then you do Roman.
0: Okay. All right, unscheduled appearances. These are fun. We only get five of them. It is live on the main show only. No pre-tapes, no pre-show. So, as we had the question.
1: <laughs> last time.
0: Last time. Yep. No pre-show this time. All correct answers are
1: five points apiece. Well. Jay Uso is one. Jay Uso is one of mine and Logan Paul is one. I think Logan Paul does a Shawn Michaels. Oh, pops up and costs Seth. Yep. Okay. It's a good one.
0: I'm gonna go Jimmy Uso. I think they both show up somehow. I'm not
1: putting Jimmy down. <coughs> I think I'm gonna put Trish.
0: Could be backstage, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. I'm gonna go that as well. Sorry, I'm still in your pick. That's fine.
1: Because I think Becky and Bailey will do something too.
0: Yeah, they'll have a backstage, and Trish could show up. Yeah, Yep, Because in Canada,
1: because like Lita
0: will probably be there too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) how many do you have down so far? Three. You got Logan Paul, Jay Uso, and Trish. Okay, I got Jay, Jimmy, and Trish. Um, Trying to think of like. I'm going to say Pat McAfee because I think we could get a, a commentary spot again yeah. if we're furthering the Pat Corey story. Yeah. If we are, there's a chance it happens. There's a chance.
1: Um, I think Cody shows up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um...
0: My last one, I know an obvious one would be Kevin Owens. Yeah. But I'm going to go
1: Angelo Dawkins. Since you didn't go obvious, I won't go obvious either. Because I'm going to go solo. Um, uh,
0: Say Angelo Dawkins.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else.
0: Now, let's define... You know what? Pre- I'll, say,
1: I'll say Bray. I think Bray shows up. Okay. I think... Does, like, a graphic of the person count, or does it have to be a physical... It,
0: it has to be them physical. So, that's what I was going to clarify. A pre-tape consists of a graphic or a video package. But I think if they do, like, a backstage segment, or if they say earlier today mm-hmm. or whatever, then count. I think that counts.
1: So, I'm not going to say Bray, then. So I think a graphic may show up. But I don't I don't, yeah, I don't think th- Bray d- I don't think that counts. I don't think Bray himself. Bray Bray shows up. Cuz I don't know who you would go after.
0: LA and I could cut a promo.
1: He's done with LA.
0: No, I'm just saying
1: he could cut a promo though. That's true. Oh man. It's like the two obvious ones are Kevin Owens and Solo. Right. Um I don't know. I'll take. I'll take Walter. Gunta. because they're promoting. Is that title kind of match tonight? Actually, I believe so. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> forget it. I'm just going to take Solo. I can't think of anybody else.
0: All right. Score of one ninety nine. I don't is think wor- I'm anywhere close to that. I'm <laughs> not even at a hundred. I don't think. We'll see. We were close last time. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Pipe on Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today on this Elimination Chamber preview. Make sure you're watching Chamber. Make sure you're joining us next week when we give our reactions. It's going to be a blast. So much fun. Um, What a show it's going to be. Smackdown tonight. I anticipate it's going to be really good as well. Yeah. Follow us at BBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the our other feed, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our fantasy booking show. Six months worth of televisions and pay per views to go catch up on. If you're uh, new to the game, so go check that out. We would appreciate it very much. All right, for Mister Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Hit that subscribe button on your way out. Give us a five star review. We would appreciate it. This is the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.